Welcome to the Wise Men Say Preview Show. We're here to look back at Sunderland's victory in the League Cup over Port Vale on Tuesday night. And of course, preview the trip to Milton Keynes on Saturday. I'm Matthew Keeling. I'm joined, as is customary nowadays, by Tom Walsh. How are we, Tom? I'm all right, Matt. How are you? I'm not bad. I'm, I'm not bad. But more importantly, how was the walrus? How Have we had any updates from him? He was last uh, spotted off the coast of Ireland, I believe. <laughs> Um, well, unfortunately, not all quiet on the walrus front. So. Well, especially in Austria. Especially so. in Austria. Landlocked well, Austria. Well, yeah, well, I'm also joined by Craig Clark. Good afternoon, Craig. How are we? I'm all right. Not bad, you know. It's uh, a wonderful afternoon to be talking about Sunderland AFC. Well, what better? It's a nice day, you know. And before we mention uh, the, the games that we've played and are going to play, um, Sunderland have signed a player, a left-back called Dennis Serkin, I'm led to believe, is how you pronounce his second name, by one of my friends who I do another podcast with. I don't think anyone will know who he is. No. Um, yeah, we've signed left-back from Tottenham um, with glowing references um, and something that I think we're all you know, quite excited about. I've never seen this man play at all, but I think this is one we can all get behind. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, it's only taken a month. But yeah. like, it's, it's good that we finally have a, a left back. Um, yeah, by all uh, by all accounts, uh, it sounds pretty. Uh, he sounds pretty decent. Also, quite interesting that we've because uh, I I assumed when we were in talks with the when this name was floated that it was going to be like another Callum Doyle type situation where it'd just be like another loan. Uh, but it is quite uh, good that we've got him on um, a three-year deal. So it looks like commitment on his behalf. And also we think he's going to be, we we have more faith and he's going to be more than just a, a one-season one season deal. Um, but yeah, I can't say I know anything about him. I know a lot of people are experts in him um, from, last, from not having heard of him last week till, you know, everyone thinks he's a world beater. But um, yeah. It sounds all good, and hopefully he is good, because that would be well, great. Well, this is the sort of signing that we all want to see us make, really, isn't it, Craig? Like, yeah. We, you know, we, we, we've been promised a model and promised a plan, and this finally, after what feels like 10 years of this summer, feels like we've, we've finally kind of stumbled upon one. Well, we were waiting for this to start bearing fruit, and... I suppose you could throw Callum Doyle into the mix, but as a lone player, it's a slightly different thing. But he fits the bracket, the, the sort of um, the criteria, and not the bracket, um, in terms of his age profile and and all that kind of stuff. But certainly this one, getting him in on a permanent, I would echo what Tom said as well. There, like he just he, he fits what the process is supposed to be. You bring in a young player that you can hopefully develop, who actually belongs to you not just with a view to selling, that's not really what, what the model is. It's a view to them rising up the leagues with you. Now, if at some point a club does come in and offer you daft money for them, you, you take that money and you reinvest it in the playing squad and make everything better by doing so. And that's fine. Lots of clubs do that. We've tried to do it in the past really badly. But this one actually, you know, it looks like on paper, everything you would want from it. Now, the only thing that you could talk about, which isn't, necessarily amazing which bizarrely some people have tried to paint as amazing is the idea that a buy black clause sometimes somehow benefits Sunderland which obviously wouldn't be the case the selling club would put a buy black clause in because they look at his potential and say right he doesn't want to stay because he's got a year left on his deal and he's looking in front of him and seeing three really good left backs ahead of him so he's not seeing a chance to play in the first team so he wants to move so the selling club spurs say right We'll let you go, but if you move either somewhere else, we want a massive a bit of that chunk of that fee, a percentage. And if we like the look of how you're developing, we want first dibs on him and we want it at this fee, which would not guarantee you a really good fee. It would limit the fee to whatever that number is. Now, I'm not saying that won't be a good number, but it doesn't guarantee you like 15 million quid or something. No. Insane. Well, <laughs> no, we're Sorry, talking, Tom. yeah, we were talking about this uh, during the day. And the whole buyback thing, um, I'm completely cool with because. Oh, I'll say, also... by the way, I, I, I just oh, want yeah. to say that isn't me not being cool. No, with no. It. It's a totally normal thing that happens in football now. Yeah. But the yeah. idea, it was just the idea that it's beneficial to Sunderland is. Oh, weird. I mean, like, 
yeah, that is a bit of an odd way of looking at it because it's, this is why, like, this is why I said I thought it was going to be like a loan deal because the clubs like to cover them, like the, you know, the Premier League clubs like to cover themselves if they accidentally, you know, make a mistake and said, oh God, he's actually class. But that if that was the case, say like, if he plays for two years and then he get, goes back to Tottenham, come back and say, oh, we actually want him back now. That means he's done his job. That means yes. we are far better than what we were when he came in. And it'll also mean we'll probably get a, a pretty good, pretty good fee for him. And but the all is the thing is Tottenham might not want him back, and we can sell him to someone else, and they get a percentage. But I don't know. I think it's something that people have I don't know gone a bit too much in on. Like There's been the a lot of to and fro about it, hasn't yeah. there? And uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't personally. I, I, I agree. I don't. I don't see it an issue with it and I, I but I agree with Craig like it's it's not something that Sunderland would have asked to put in like it's, no it's, it's very <laughs> no one does a, that. quite a bizarre way of, of sort of painting so, it as you say I mean in the in the old days of like the old champ bands when it was much easier than how ridiculous football manager is now where it is basically seemingly like a full-time job well you to, yeah. you... dismissed out of hand I believe I was, <laughs> I was manager of Grimsby Town yeah. <laughs> the, the mobile version is really good but I can't yeah. I can't do the the laptop version Me. anymore. No, you have to leave your job. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but the old champ man's that was the thing, right? If you didn't have the money to buy a player, what you would do is you would it wasn't so much a buyback clause, but you just up the sell-on percentage to like 40, 50 <laughs> yeah. percent. Yeah. Or like add players in it in a part exchange. So like what 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 Spurs are doing is good business in a way that we should have done when we sold Josh Madger, right? We should have oh, yes. said, yeah, yes, you get him, but we want Maybe it's not a buyback clause because we're in League One, but you know we want some some money when you we sell them for 10, 15 million. Or, or we want him back on loan. That's, so that one, but that, that's fine because again, like you say, it, it, the deal works for everyone. We're a League One club. We're getting someone who, by all accounts, is supremely talented with a great future ahead of them. And as you say, Tom, if he does his job and Spurs take him back, that's fine because we're probably in the Championship and maybe yeah. even in the top half of the Championship yeah, yeah. by that point. Yeah, uh, if, if Spurs come back, that means we've done something right. They're not going to come back in and trigger that loan fee when we're still in league. If we're still like, I don't know, if we finished eighth in League One, they're not going to be like, ooh, we really dropped the ball on ooh. that one. <laughs> He's doing all right. Yeah. But like, like we said, I think this is everything that we've been told how they work with transfers. And I also think, I mean, I'm just second guessing here, but... I feel this is kind of like a, a deal that like Speakman's been quite instrumental in with his knowledge, what we've been told, his knowledge of the academy systems in the Premier League and the he Championship. Featured, he featured on the, the video, didn't he, that the club Oh, yeah, popped. I saw it that. Was a lovely uh, picture of him shaking his hand as he, as he came in at the academy light. So mm. he, he maybe, maybe, well, it does seem, I mean, that is just, literally is his job to be yeah. instrumental in things like this. So it's nice to see him doing his job, isn't it? Really. Yeah, <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> not like you to be sarcastic, Matthew. I wasn't. I was just saying it was nice to see a man doing his job, a good man doing his best. <laughs> <laughs> well, we so we brought a left back in, and obviously our other left back. Well, is he or is he not our other left back, Denver Hume? The, this continues to rumble on and be a little bit of a. Pain in the ass, really. I think. <laughs> yeah, but it it's just a bit. Of, it's it's kind of a little. It's gone from being a bit embarrassing when we didn't have a left back to kind of being almost had, held to ransom it seemed, by him, to now just annoying. And he's turned down, I believe, the Conroy offer, but is still kind of milling around. <laughs> like, well, is that right? I don't, I, I don't know if it's a case of. I mean, I don't know much about these kind of no, the, well, I mean, the law no. around contracts. Well, but, I have tweets here that outline what they what this is mm. that I can read, like read out if out. you want. You can read them and out then you, if you want. So John John Edward Bagnell, who is Juan Eddie One on uh, Twitter, <laughs> has Brilliant. kindly Good well ki- kindly uh, he's explained this in quite some detail actually. So reading over the AFL rules, he believes that LJ was referring to rule sixty seven point nine point two. My favorite. I know rule. Chris Weatherspoon will be loving loving the detail here. Uh, which says that the club must keep paying the player the weekly wage of their last contract until the first day after the new season in order to retain compensation rights. 
Mm. When a new contract offer is made, the player must inform the club within one month of receiving said offer if they intend to accept it or not. The rules seem Mm. to say that the offer can only be withdrawn without affecting compensation rights if the player does not inform the club of their decision. This rule that he's quoted says that if the player turns down the contract and the club then chooses to stop paying their wage, the club forfeits its compensation rights. It does seem unclear on what happens if the club formally withdraws its contract offer. So what it seems like is we would continue to pay Hume because I suppose this, this rule is brought in, right? So that clubs like if, if you've developed someone through your academy, you don't just lose them for nothing. Mm. But on the flip side, if you then just offer them a wage or a role in the squad that they don't want, I guess that compensation becomes problematic because they can't leave. And Mm. all of that stuff that I've just read out, obviously it's quite thorny, isn't it? It's not a very Mm. simple transaction, this. So I don't know what you were going to say, Tom, and I don't know if that influences it, but I thought it would be good to foreground the conversation with it. And thanks for the, for the tweet. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. One Eddie. (laughs) Um, I was go- I see the other point is that I was going to make I before Juan Eddie cleared it up quite uh, better than I could. I thought I thought it might be due to the fact that he's injured and he, he Johnson mm. was saying today that he's going to be injured for a few more weeks. And I, I don't know if there's a kind of a thing that you can't just bin someone out if they're injured, if you still have to like kind of cover these costs. But I, I'm, you know, it's, we're no experts in this, no, in this, this kind of thing. We need um, a Chris Weatherspoon for contract law. But he wasn't interested. So, oh, well, well, screw him then. Yeah, exactly. I was, I was going to say is like, so under that, under those rules that have just been said, could like, if he was fit, could we play him? That's a good question. And I'm not, I, I don't have but the answer. I, don't, I presume not because he hasn't signed because he's not in con- under contract. I don't know. Because he would won't it be registered. Who holds, I was going to say, does it depend on, on his registration? But we won't surely be able to register him if when I don't know, because we're paying him. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. And also, is he like is he not under a certain age where you don't have to register players? Yeah, he'd be uh, 20, that's, 22, is he? I think. He certainly counts because of the compensation thing applies to players under, under a certain age. I think that's under but, 24, I believe. But in ter- I think the registration we're, we're maybe confusing here is whether we register him in the match day kind of the squad and the difference between that and registering and, and registering his contract. I mean, him being registered I'm to really actually sure. play for the club. Like, I, like I don't yeah, know how yeah. it'll work in terms of wedge because he's kind of he's almost on gardening leave. Really, that seems yeah. like kind of what it is. And if like if you're on gardening leave, which I know they've not that's not been said, but it's what it sounds like. That, then you don't go to work. So I don't, I don't, I don't, but you can't then work for anyone else either. So I don't know if it's that sort of situation. Where is he? I, I don't know. We, we do need someone to tell us because I've got no idea. <laughs> I, real, I realize we're just all asking each other questions we don't, yeah, know, the we answer don't to. know the answer to. Yeah. Um, but I would say, like, I, I still don't understand why he's not signed a contract, why he doesn't want to sign. Because well, he just turned down the terms, hasn't he? He's not happy with whatever yeah. the, the deal is on the table. Yeah. I don't know if it's lengths or if it's the wages he's being offered. I, I don't know. But uh, there was some suggestion doing the rounds that um, Hibs were interested in him. And they still haven't sold their left back, who I think is called Doig. And he's been mooted a £4 million move to, I think I saw someone, a Watford fan, talking about it earlier. But I might be wrong on that. Wow. It doesn't really matter where he's going, but that's quite a lot of money. Yeah, and presumably the compensation for Hume would be in the hundreds of thousands rather than the millions. Yeah. So yeah. If, if that link to Hibs was right, and I know it's an easy one to make because of Jack Ross, but it would it would kind of make sense if they sold Doig, Hume would go there and maybe they're not in a rush to sell and sign for the very reason you stated, uh, Tom, which is that Hume's injured. So they might want to get some mileage out of, out of their current left back and then the merry-go-round starts when Hume becomes fifth, and they're quite happy to let us pay for him in the meantime. And they could technically pick him up at any point because he's not under contract. Correct. Yeah, I yes. think that's correct, yeah. 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 So yeah, they, could, right. they could sit this out and wait until September, October when he's fit, and then then buy him, and then we get like, like however hundreds of thousands that, that he's worth. But it is a bit of a shame that he, he doesn't want to stay. 
um, because I quite like him as a fullback. He is. I a, don't mind him. I think he's he is, all right. I mean, bef- I mean, I don't. We don't know about this Sirkin fellow yet. I mean, but if this Sirkin is great, then he'll be our second best fullback. But at the moment, Hume is still our best fullback. I I think. But yeah, because well, until yeah, until there's evidence to the contrary. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's yeah. a known quantity. Yeah, yeah we've yeah. got exactly. We've got the, the data on him, so to speak, in that he's played senior <laughs> there football. There it is. <laughs> no, but it's true. I mean, if you want to talk in kind of analytics terms, you would the data exists on Hume that he can play to a decent level in League One. Yeah. Circa and all the signs suggest he could even be better than, than Hume because Hume's a little bit further on in his development and maybe we know some of his limitations, one of them being his injury record, where with Circa it's much more of an open book because you're just basing it on what he's done for an mm. academy level sort of team. And that's quite exciting, I think. When it's when it's someone who's got pedigree and it's not, you know, some of the ones who've hoovered up yeah. freebies. Yeah. You know. I'm a, I do have like really high hopes for this uh this Sirkin lad, but did you watch his uh <laughs> did you watch his interview on the club site? Because um, no. <laughs> that is <laughs> I didn't. That is a man who has been very media trained and just could not be asked with it. <laughs> Yeah. Love he just that. laid back and just say it. It was like, you know, the kind of bingo of just yeah. like, oh, <laughs> fans, club, history, you know, no brainer when I first heard their interest. I was like, just rattling them off, lad, rattle them off. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, in, um, certain will obviously go um, into this, well, you imagine straight into the side for Saturday, but we'll, we'll come on to that in a bit. But we have played a game uh, since the last pod. And we beat Port Vale 2-1, which again, unless you went to, nobody saw. So um, <laughs> I've seen the goals. <laughs> Same. They were quite nice. Yeah. So, the, I mean, Josh Hawks and um, Pritchard linked up quite nicely for the, for the first goal, I thought. That was a nice thing to see. Yeah, it's uh, again, very good. Uh, looked quite promising going forward. Again, we we did see it, so it could have been large spells. We were terrible, but we'll never know. <laughs> Quite possibly. Yeah. It sounded like we're under the cosh at the end, um, mm, but he had made subs at that point. Hadn't yeah, it was, it was a fairly young side as well that he put out. It was very much yeah. changed changed side, really, um, with the, well, <clears throat> Hawks, Hawks playing, um, yeah. Taylor. Yeah, um, young lad. He is, Taylor's a midfielder, right? And he's been another one used at left back. Uh, yeah, that's that's the Sunland way. <laughs> yeah, everyone has to have a goal at left back before you can make your debut in midfield. It's how you truly graduate from the academy. <laughs> yeah. You've played yeah. left back for Sunland. Oh, you're a midfielder as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the one thing to note, which you sort of uh, on the Twitter account had suggested might happen, just because it's something I was talking about on the reaction pod, was Aidan O'Brien starting up front instead of Will Grigg. Now, yeah. like you say, Matt, we didn't get to see how well he performed, but to me, he's the most natural replacement for, for, for Stuart. He's not anything like him, but he's a lot closer to him, in my opinion, than Will Grigg is. And I wonder if that is a sign of something in terms of where Johnson sees his squad until we bring another striker in. If we do manage to, is O'Brien number two? Is my uh, question. Yeah, I think so. Just judging on last season as well, how much... Like O'Brien played well with White and Greg was just, you know, binned off to MK Dons. Yeah. I think that's, I think with Greg not starting against Port Vale, that's kind of like a sign that yeah, once again, it's going to be a season where we barely, we barely see him because I just think that Johnson thinks I can't rely on this guy. Whereas mm. O'Brien, he does do a bit more of the kind of all round forward work that um, Stewart does. So like he'll do the graft and he'll drop deeper, whereas like Grig is just your archetypal. Well, in, bra- well, <laughs> in quotations, <laughs> finisher. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think O'Brien. I know like people have been critical, and you know myself included, but he does he does influence the game a lot more than as as you say, Grig Grig will it Grig. He's just a lost soul when he plays for Sunderland, basically, isn't he? He's like, I know he came on, but no one actually saw him. So, no. so yeah. I don't know how he did at all, unless you were there. If you were there, tweet us, how did Will Grigg do on mm. Tuesday night? Um, I guess another, one other thing. Uh, sorry, you go ahead, Tom. 
I was also going to give another uh, um, like uh, appreciation for Dan Neal. Lovely... That was exactly what I was going <laughs> to say. Scott. Great minds. Brilliant. Great, great, exactly. Great minds. Absolutely excellent through ball for the penalty that was in no way a penalty. But, no, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, but again, just... I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to start this thing of banging the drum that he should be playing in midfield every week. But he should be playing in midfield every week because I think he'd. I think alongside Evans in league games, I think he'll just be that kind of extra. I don't know, extra bit of creativity that you might not get with uh, other players in the middle of the park. But well, I think the thing with Neil that I've talked about, I can't remember if I said it on the reaction pod, was. It's the way he takes the ball on the half turn. And now you didn't see if that was the case with the go- uh, the chance he created that led to the penalty in the goal, but he certainly carried the ball. Now, I actually think Winchester can do that. I think Winchester does move with the ball. He's just quite slow. Mm-hmm. Neil's got a little bit more sharpness mm. and that vision to pick that ball out. And credit to Jack Diamond for the movement as well. He's on the shoulder. He's lo- And, you know, Diamond had criticism, but he's... He's quick um, in a way that not many of our other players are. But that that pass was superb. The vision. Yeah. That was amazing. Brilliant. And Diamond did do well. I know he probably wasn't a penalty, but he he's, he's made the keeper he come out there and, and, and beat, he has he did beat him to the ball. He he just knocked it into him and then <laughs> fell over. Yeah, but, it's uh, a bit of a, a bit of an obviously <laughs> you'd, be abs- you'd be absolutely raging if that was given against you. Because... He wouldn't be very happy. No, like, because no. I mean it wasn't a foul. So <laughs> 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 but, yeah, well, was it? Sorry. I was going to say, what, their goal as well. I mean, that was classic Sunderland defending. Well, that's what in, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. It's, well, what was your take on it, Matt? <laughs> well, I've seen it all of once, and it looked, well, it came down the left side, didn't it? And, that well, we mm. didn't have a left back. So, yeah, that was the, the issue. But that's now solved, so we don't really need to worry about it. I mean, it wasn't great in the middle either, if we're honest. Like, when the, when the ball came in... Um, I didn't, you know, the goalkeeper. I don't, I don't know if you can, what to say about him. Really, he made a decent save at the end. Actually, mm. To be he fair, did. it wasn't it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be when I saw that people had tweeted that it was a world class save. But it was a good save. Yes, I, I do. <laughs> like the their goal just kind of reminded me. It's like yes, we need at least another centre back. Yeah, because yeah, as we as we said before, like an injury. In the wrong. Imagine if like Doyle gets injured, and then like you you can't really rely on Bailey Wright to stay fit. Bailey Wright still rumblings that he's not going to be here. Like this, well, that's still not quite gone away, has it? Like so, there I mean, a lot of people, well, a lot of there was a lot of talk that the having the opening game against Wigan um, did has did impact the, him leaving. So. You know, it's out of the way. I don't know. I don't know why Wigan would want him. I don't either, but... Did you see the way they defended against us? They yeah, were Bailey, R- Bailey Wright's not gonna. <laughs> Bailey Wright's not gonna solve that. But it's what we were. Well, we're not going to do a Wigan podcast. But <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. that's our other podcast. They they are coming from a much lower level, right? Than our standing start was higher than theirs. They've come from twentieth. He would probably improve their back four by virtue of the fact. The guy who was playing alongside Watmore just isn't good enough, I don't think. Mm. But anyway, that's for them to worry about, not us. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I, care about that. Really. It's Wigan uh, podcast. <laughs> lovely, love that. There you but right. with, with right, okay, uh, you're right. I think Flanagan looked great on the weekend. He, his performance went under the radar, right? But I think a bit like when we had Sanderson with 9 and 9 looked really good at centre-back. A lot of that, I'm not saying Doyle's carrying Flanagan, but maybe they just <laughs> dovetail, right? They played a lot of preseason together. Wright and Flanagan is not a partnership I want to see uh, this season. No. And if selling Wright or letting him go and getting his wages off the wage bill meant we brought in another Doyle type centre half, as in someone a bit younger, a bit more mobile, upwardly mobile well. trajectory, yet yeah, quicker. Yeah. I'd be more than happy. I agree. We, I agree you with know, you. Just we have to, we, if he goes, we have to, I think we need to do that anyway. And I think if right. he goes, then we need, I think if he goes, we need two because there's still but, a lot of, no, but, but there's still, I know we don't care about the cup, there's still a lot of games and you're still in injury away 
from having to play someone at centre half who isn't one again. And well, you got younger do... there, right? I mean, you got I younger. I keep forgetting about him, actually. To be fair, I'm, much... I'm still, I'm still, I wouldn't be confident with with him. He's not. Again, we have a very small sample size of him, but I don't know. I don't know. Well, well the fact that he into... played it. When he played his when he when he made his debut last season, he played him at right back mm-hmm. when, when we needed centre and all nine played at centre half in that game. I think, I think does that. Why would you do that if you thought he was good enough to play centre half? Yeah, exactly. Well, they've got Jamali to come back as well, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. well, and he took him off after forty-five minutes, which was yeah. weird. But he's well, got because we've got two long-term injuries at centre half. I just don't know whether they, unless they could maybe facilitate another loan deal, I don't think they're going to want to bring another centre back in. They'll want to muddle through. That sounds negative. I don't mean it that way. If they want to get through X amount of the season until, I'm going to call him Jumaili because I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Until he's fit, I think they'll just want to get by with what they've got. And that might, if that included or required the use of younger centre half, I think they would. I know what you're saying, Matt, and I've said the same myself. Johnson, he's played him right back again younger um, on Tuesday. It doesn't look like he's keen on playing him centre-back, but I wonder if this season, with the composition of the squad as it is now, if he was desperate, he would use him there. Um, But we need at least one other than Flanagan and Doyle. Yeah, Whether that's right or someone else, there needs to be one more. Oh, no, I definitely agree with that. Well, that sort of wraps up the, the first half and talking about the exciting... Oh, we got Blackpool in the next round, by the way. Hooray! Oh, yeah. For, for people yeah. to not watch. Um, <laughs> so, unless you go. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back. We'll uh, look at uh, the trip to Milton Keynes on Saturday. The Wise Men Say podcast is brought to you in association with From the Terraces. For a 10% discount on all products, enter the discount code WMS10 at the checkout stage. While you do that, check out the From the Terraces podcast presented by Matt Keeling and Rory Fallow, available from your usual podcast platform. For more information, just search for From the Terraces. I'm Stephen Elliott and you listen to the Wise Men Say podcast. Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast. Now we have a trip to... Milton Keynes on Saturday. I was going to ask if either of you are going, but Tom, you live in Vienna, so you won't be. I don't don't think. Are you going, Craig? No, I was going to ask you about uh, Saturday, actually, Matthew, and if you're watching it and what the crack is there, because I'll uh, join you. We'll talk about that um, podcast in case. So that's maybe not going. Yeah, you don't want to I'm give not, away the location. I was going to say, I won't be telling the, <laughs> the establishment that's showing the game. Um, oh, but... yeah, I didn't think about it. Of course, <laughs> it's you... back on the 3 p.m. blackout. Of course. But if you read yeah. between the lines, we all know yeah, which place It's probably it is. not that difficult to wear, but Milton Keynes, um, <laughs> last, last weekend, were involved in a very exciting 3-3 draw away at Bolton Wanderers. Uh, Alex Baptiste scoring a 95th minute equaliser against Dean Lewington's. Uh, Milton Keynes does the ultimate scab. <laughs> well, some may disagree, Tom. I believe <laughs> an, an EFL legend. I believe with over seven mm. seven hundred mm. games for uh, Wimbledon and Milton Keynes combined. Wimbledon and Wimbledon. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, that what you said there. Um, but yeah, they've, they've they've haven't got a new manager yet, so he's in interim charge. Um, they are close to appointing a man called Liam Manning, I believe, um, who was... Ah, Bernard's son. (laughs) (laughs) Class. Very good. Very good. Well, he might be taking over anyway. I don't know who he is. Um, Well, I can tell you now, he's managed one team called Lommel. Well... Belgium? Yep, that's right. Good, good, good work. 2020 to 21, he managed them according to uh, Wikipedia. Well, Milton Keynes, Milton Keynes have a guy like a player called Jay Bird. That's oh, right. a great name. Wow! Jay Bird. They also have a, tri- a player called Troy Parrott as well. So. Oh, who? <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we lost. We lost to Milton Keynes last season um, at home and drew away from home. So obviously, we'll be looking to not do either of those things on Saturday. So in terms of 
looking at the team, um, Embleton and uh, Pritchard both probably fit. So Good. we'll just start with looking at because it's probably one or the other. Would you say? I would, um, if he's not injured, um, keep Embleton in the team because just play him as many games as we can get out of him because my heart just like sank when I was watching that press conference. Like, oh, you know, Embo's got a, got a knock here. Yeah. I was like, here mm. we go again. For like, and it's like November before you see him again. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I agree with hopefully. you. No, I agree. I, I would. Um, I would keep. Would you, do, you, do you agree, Craig, or would you see? Would you change it? No, he's got to play. He um, he did well. He set up a goal on Saturday. Uh, he deserves the run of games. He's earned it with his performance as a Blackpool. I know Garris. I think rightly said, maybe he hadn't earned it before he went out on loan last season, but he certainly has now. He deserves a run in the side, and that is his preferred position. I don't want to see him shunted out wide. I don't so want to see him there. Definitely don't no. want to see him out wide. Um, no. He but deserves if, to play as a 10, basically, doesn't he? He does. He does. And if for when he, But, you know, quite encouraging that if for whatever reason he does have a knot and he isn't quite right, then Pritchard is, is ready to come in and, and, and did all right, as we've said on, on Tuesday night. Um, and to, I think in terms of the rest of the side... Uh, McGeady obviously will will come back in on the on the wing and and Gooch unless he has to play it right, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be looking please, to do please that. Please not. I know it's bizarre. I did, even in the the latter stages of last week's game when he when he uh, when he came on at right back, it was sort of a oh come on because he just he was he impacts the game so much and you just take so much from the team when you play and he, he do, it's not a dig at him at right back. He does all right, but like. It's to the detriment of the entire team. It's so bizarre, and I don't ever want to see it again. Well, we have a perfectly good right back. We do. Tom. We've been playing at right back for the past three years, so put him at right back. And uh, it's it's baffling if we if we don't if he doesn't shift 09 to right back, then it, when we don't have a right back, then it's very frustrating. It's really annoying. It is annoying because it's not as if. He played a handful of games there and did all right. He was really good at yeah. right back and really very effective. Like going forward, good. You know, we all know he gets back quickly. He, he doesn't shake a tackle either. So it's not as if he's bad defensively. It's so frustrating. <laughs> it's really annoying. <laughs> I mean, look, like this this nine conversation done the rounds. I know Gareth made a quite long kind of discussion point out of it on Monday. So we're not going to like retread like over the same ground. But for me on the Saturday's performance, I didn't see any of the things from him that he was supposed to be supposedly going to deliver in that role. So he didn't carry the ball forward. He didn't get into the box. He didn't look a threat. He didn't pass the ball forwards. What he did do was actually quite good defensive work. Mm. So I would say he gave a good solid kind of six out of 10 performance across the two halves. But they were, it was a very much an all-action defensive display from 09 where they keep talking him up. You know, people love to talk in terms of numbers of position now and people keep talking him up as a number eight. Well, as a number eight, he did none of the things I would personally expect from a number eight. Will he, will he do that this weekend or in weekends to come? We don't know. Maybe he deserves that run in midfield. It's for him to prove himself because he's clearly going to get it. However, the issue being... We do have a problem at right back at the moment. And like you've both said, he has all of the attributes to play at fullback. He's physical, he's athletic, he gets up and down the line. He's actually scored goals from that position. Yeah. Uh, like he's scored he's goals, pretty he's effective. Penalties. He's got assists, he's got assists coming in, getting overlapping and cutting inside. And you know, to straight well, the the obviously we've solved the left back issue, but speaking of midfield, this does create another problem and obviously Sirkin will go into the team and if all nine is going to be in midfield where does this leave Dan Neal? See I'm not sure Sirkin will play on mm. Saturday because I think Johnson said today he wasn't apparently Sirkin had like COVID a couple of weeks ago oh and great he's, really? he's, he needs to have got like needs to get back into the swing of right. things although like he said he had been playing pre-season games for Spurs the other, the other week he played one the other day he played um I can't remember who against, against Barnett. Barnett yeah. for the 23. He played about yeah, 65 played. minutes, didn't he? I think he played. 
Well, that's right. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm just going, just going off the the vibes Johnson was giving off on uh, today. Um, but if he if he does play, then yeah, we have got this this issue, which uh, like someone said in the group chat like a couple of weeks ago when we buy a fullback, where does it leave uh, Dan Neal if 0-9 isn't getting shifted to, to right-back? And I think that would be a crying shame if he's <laughs> he's dropped from the team through no fault of his own, being asked to play a position that's not his own to someone whose best position isn't the position that Dan Neal plays in. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a frustrating sort of triangle of... of um positions really isn't it like you could mm. it could easily be solved mm. um, well I'd rather uh, and look Lee Johnson I mentioned this on the last week's podcast I think that he'd said basically that he envisaged using Neil in the cup games and it was for him to stake his claim for a place in the side in the cup games well we didn't see the Port Vale game but he certainly had an impact on the game with that pass that led to the penalty if he continues to do that in the cup games, which are going to be what he gets played in, because that's what uh, we've been told by the manager, then he will make it very difficult for the manager to leave him out. Mm. And that will mean that players like O'Nine have got, yeah, look, great, give him his chance in midfield. That's what he was signed as. But if he doesn't sort of play that number eight role in terms of you know carrying the ball forward, taking it on the half turn, making forward passes getting around the kind of attacks and, and being a bit more box to box, which I'm sure he will, will start to do more of as he grows back into the position. Well, but if he doesn't, Neil's going to be chomping at the bit to take that role off him, in my opinion. We will. And, and you know, Neil, Neil's played, I think more minutes than any other player in pre-season. Um, so Johnson obviously thinks highly of him. And I don't know, just, I know 09 in, in midfield, I think, I know he was signed as a midfielder, but you know, Man City signed Vincent Company as a midfielder. It didn't mean he, <laughs> didn't mean he had to play there, did it? And but, it's also like the defensive job, I assume that was what Corey Evans was bought for. And you'd have mm-hmm. 09 as, you know, like, as your box to box midfielder, but seemingly not so much. You don't want them both to be doing the same job. That's why I would think having Neil in the middle alongside Evans, you've got a bit more guile, as, as it a- were. <clears throat> It's a weird one, right? Because uh, sorry, Evans actually did a lot of really good stuff with the ball, triggering attacks with kind of diagonals and quick forward passes. With 09, it's almost like you don't mind if he's not involved in the game a lot on the ball. If he's doing stuff off the ball that involves him kind of getting into the box and kind, you know what I mean? Like his energy up and down the pitch. And it drags players out of position as well. That's like exactly well. People but do I just, mark him. Like, I didn't see that on Saturday at all, really. But they, we've got to give him a... It's weird because he's been here for three years, but you're almost talking about him as a new signing and saying you've got to give him time to bed into this role because he hasn't played it for so long. But that is a weird thing in of itself. Because imagine you went to... Say he was still playing for Wickham and he'd been playing right back for Wickham for three years and you signed him as a midfielder. That would be a weird thing to do. Like it's yeah. just an odd, it's a very odd, unique situation, right? No, it is. Yeah, it, it really is. And I don't. He's obviously going to. He obviously will play there on Saturday. We 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 said it. And I would I, think I, so. Yeah, and I would. Um, Winchester has a knock, doesn't he? So could Neil move over to right back? Maybe. I mean. Why Again, not, it's, eh? I know, I know, but I know, but he, he, Johnson's not going to not play all nine in the middle. I don't think so. Uh, Winchester's going to play. I think yeah. Winchester will play. I think, according to Johnson, he's he had a knock on his glute, but he's like okay, <laughs> boom, yeah. <Lovely. laughs> so, so that solves a dilemma for him because, I mean, look, as much as we want Neil to play, I was sort of complaining about him playing at left-back because I thought it might be to the detriment of him. And in the first 15, 20 minutes, it, it was. Yeah. Against Wigan, he got absolutely tortured at times. And then, he, to be fair to him, though, he showed what a good footballer he is. He did. Like, growing into it. But then you want to move him to the other side after he's yeah. just been getting used to it. It doesn't seem I wasn't saying fair, that. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't advocating this. I was just saying, was it a, would it be something that could be considered if, if Winchester... F- 
for whatever reason didn't play if he if he did have if he was kept out I mean it's all anyway it, it doesn't make sense as we've discussed because we have a we <laughs> have a right back in midfield there's all, um, there's, there's always there's also like the the case of is he going to start rotating now because we've got Burton on Tuesday yeah. as well so yeah. is he going to like you know that midfield could change up i don't know if like we don't know if Corey Evans can keep playing this kind of like Saturday, Tuesday, like that, like from no, all, all yeah. reports, yeah, reports like when Blackburn fans are saying it, just like he won't be able to do that because he'll die. So it's like, <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> well, we don't want him to die or he might just fall apart. But I think maybe he might come out of the team at one point. Oh, I don't know. We just rack him for as long as we can. Yeah, until, until yeah. November, and then he's never seen again. But <laughs> yeah. he was, he was well, good at him, wasn't he? Yeah. Shouldn't have done that, really. That's one thing O9 will give you, right? So he like he likes to rotate his his sort of eleven Johnson, you're right. And uh that might be the first time like don't include the cup game, but that might be the no. first time he tries to do it on Tuesday. But what O9 will give him is what Scowan was last year for him, which is the player he probably plays in there every single game because his fitness levels will allow that. And that's one plus to having him in there. Like definitely he is fit enough to pretty much start every single yeah, game which he, yeah he will Bonnie. Like he'll play 46 games if he's barring suspensions or injuries basically he's not going to be knackered like he'll no. just he, he, in, and apart from that you can kind of probably use Winchester or Neil once we get a right back to fill in that kind of Evans role and there are games in this division where you can afford to have you know, we, we won games, like I said last time, with our nine centre-back for, for weeks mm. on end. You don't need your very best players in every single game. Embleton could drop deeper and you can bring Pritchard in in front. Yeah, There's course. lots of different things he can do. Um, so, that, you know, he does he does have options. They are quite limited until we bring in another, maybe four bodies, I would hope. That's what he, think- said he said he wants a couple more, doesn't he? Did he say four more? He said well, a couple was... A couple. Was weird, a couple. Mm. I know we were a bit like... Uh, We've been like the kind of podcast that seems to be panicking over these, like the limited number of signings. But it does kind of calm your nerves a bit when, like, oh, they are actually doing things. I don't, I don't know whatever happened to that Josh Key thing or Jordan Gabriel, but like, um, well, know, but we hmm, do. Forrest, Forrest signed a right back, but it looks like that, according to Alan Nixon, it looks like they're going to hold on to Gabriel. Hmm. Right, I mean, so. I think also with the championship I don't think they really need to I think they're trying to hold on to players because everyone in the championship seems to have no money anymore so it's because they all spend it on rubbish (laughs) yeah yeah what do we think of NK Dons do you know anything about them well I've already mentioned that we didn't beat we did beat them in the uh, Papa John's trophy last season of course famously um, 3-0 in front of no one Carl um, scoring. Uh, well, I th- yeah, I believe so. I don't know. When was that? That can't have been last season, was it? It was the season before, surely. No, he'd we gone last him. summer. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, he didn't, Sorry, yes, he didn't score am, then. So I'm mis- misremembering. Uh, he did. We, he played his debut at MK. That's Dons, right. No, that was there. the one. Well, that was the yeah. one where Gooch scored, wasn't it? That, yeah. uh, that's right. Goal of the month, season. A good goal, a lovely goal. It was kind of for nothing as we finished eighth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know a great deal about them, no, to be honest. Dean Lewington, as I've said, is, is their manager. Um, they, that, well, they, they've added a lot of players and, and then obviously lost, the, lost their manager who was Russell Martin, who went to Swansea. And that's it's quite a bold move, really, to sign all them players and then fuck off. But <laughs> it's, funny. it's quite funny. Like we've assembled the team that you want and that you've asked for. Uh, I'm going to Swansea, but um, we well Cam- won't have. But yeah, it doesn't look like they're going to have the manager. So Lewington, it is for Saturday. Cameron Jerome's not there anymore either. He's gone. No. Uh, he's gone to Luton. Mo Isa is there though. From mm. um, who was linked? We were linked with for about three or four transfer windows in a row uh, a couple of seasons mm. ago. And uh, uh, Ethan Robson. Yes, he's there. And he's the likely w- to start apparently on the weekend. Yeah. So, and the wonderfully named Harry Darling. Yeah, so, Harry Darling. He, he play. I've got the the team from. Uh, <coughs> they've week. got 
Is it Scott Twine? Is his name Scott Twine? He's meant to be a good signing for them, I think. There's some excellent names here. This is great. Some excellent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a funny, a funny one, MK Dons, because I mean, before uh, the manager like did want a Swansea, like people are tipping. Well, the the usual suspects on like the uh, not top twenty in the D three D four. They were they were tipping them to have pretty a pretty good season. I think D three. D four had them finishing in the uh, the playoffs along with Burton Albion, um, which was mm. quite interesting. Mm. I mean, but again, it's too. I have, I don't really know yet. I don't think anyone really knows how this league's going to go because it's too, it's far too early. Well, the, it's a the, very yeah, it's a level just, league this year, isn't it? There's mm. a lot of teams of about the same level. I think. Yeah, I was just going to say there's a lot of probably about fifteen teams like this, mm. right where. That no one really knows and I think it's very similar every season really lots of teams buy lots and lots of players and no one really knows mm. any of them <laughs> so I'm just looking at Bolton's team from that game last weekend Declan John playing at left back we should have got him we could have it would have been much easier and uh, Matt Jilks in, Matt Jilks in goal he must be 65 now I believe <laughs> well <laughs> um, well we didn't beat them last season in the league, but are we going to beat them this season, Craig? Predictions for Saturday? I mean, like, Lee Johnson has that streaky reputation. Well, we're on one of his good streaks. So I well, think, two. you know, I'm going to... Yeah, well, we look, we, we've started positively. We've got a left back now. The, everything <laughs> in the garden of Eden is rosy now, you know. <laughs> uh, I agree. Uh, I think I'll revise my pre-season prediction of a draw to a... I'm going to think... I think it's going to be a bit of a goal fest. I think we might win it 3-2. Ooh. Nice. Um, I will also change my pessimistic pre-season prediction. I, th- I said we were going to lose this game. A defeat. I was just going to remind yeah. you. Yeah, I said we were going to lose this. But um, because of the fickle nature of football, <laughs> I, <laughs> I think... Huh. I'll say we'll win and we'll win 3 0. I was going to say that. Clean sheet. Yeah. Clean sheet. And everyone will lose their collective mind and we'll go top of the league on Saturday night. First time ever. Yep. I think if they hadn't. Well, if they, I think if they hadn't had that, got, you know, the manager hadn't up sticks and stuff, Mm. I might have thought this would be more. I would have stuck with the draw. Yeah. Um, now we've got a left back, assuming the guy plays like you say, he might not. If he doesn't, I they've got some good attacking players, yeah. They have, they have. And they, they asked, they did score a lot of, he did score three at Bolton. I mean, they didn't, they did concede three, they did concede but he also three. did score three against it's going to be your old match jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got Lee Burge, so you know, well, he's not 65. Whoa, whoa. But- Player, uh, league one goalkeeper of the year. Of the year I, I always defend Lee Bridge. I always defend him. So he was, he he was I take that back. He was shocking <laughs> against Wigan. He was terrible. He made some. Yeah, he did, weird, he did his weird best weird in the second half, didn't he? To uh, you know, make sure we didn't get off to a winning start. But no, I think we'll win three 0 as well. So full house, full house. There. Mm. Anyone else? Anyone else got anything else to add before we leave? Jurek um, must sign a right back before Saturday. No. No. No, don't we? Don't that's crazy talk. <laughs> I was, I was going to say the, um, as like you know, fans are allowed back in now. We've been eased back into it with two of the worst away days you could possibly imagine. Like you have Port Vale on a Tuesday night, <laughs> and then Milton Keynes, which, dear God, what a freakish place! That not is. even anywhere near though, is it? It's not even anywhere near no. Milton Keynes. Like even if you get the train to Milton Keynes, you've then got a journey. Yeah. to the ground wow the only good thing about Milton Keynes is for someone who used to live in Manchester it's it's only like an hour and a half from Manchester which is great but that's the only only good part and apart from all like streets are called like you know like Freedom Boulevard or something yeah, like that grid. it's just it's ridiculous ridiculous place but uh, if anyone if anyone's to all who's going I'm sure you'll have a, a lovely old time well, there's and a lovely... Reed, Tom's, right, well, Cams and Megabus. I was going to say that. There's a lovely oh, uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, guide to read, which will be on the site probably tomorrow. I was really I enthused know. about starting, like, writing those again. And then, like, I'm going on holiday, like, tomorrow. And we've got, like, four away games, like, in a row. I'm just like, 
Oh, oh hi, Mr. Holidays. Where are you going this time? Is? Where am I going? Where am I going this time? I'm going. What do you mean? Where am I going this time? I've barely been away. You went away on some holiday. You went to the Czech Republic the other week. That was a month. That was over a weekend. That was a month ago. Uh, I'm Still when? Oh, all right, mate. We're uh, on the island, mate. More, you got more places than Wally the Walrus. <laughs> Imagine if he's just swam up the Danube. That'd be great. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to Vorarlberg tomorrow for a week. So that'd that? be nice. Where is that? It's uh, it's it's on like the Swiss border of Austria. So it's like the other. Where's like Vienna's right in the east. Vorarlberg's right in the west. Sounds so nice. what's there? What's, what's there? Like what? What's what's its characteristics and stuff? Uh, mountains and. Stuff. Are you going skiing? You going skiing? No, in the no, summer. No. no, it's like forty degrees here. It's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Dry ski slope. Dry ski slope on just the mountain. Just come silks with me. It's much better. <laughs> anyway, I, oh no, he's still throwing away holiday. Oh, on, what else are you gonna... And then after that, I've got a holiday, but to beautiful what? the UK. Beautiful, oh, right. beautiful oh, England. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. bother with that. That sounds terrible. No. Um, well, it's a shame you can't. Uh, it's a shame you're not back in time to go to Milton Keynes. And if you are off to Milton Keynes without Tom, um, have a nice time uh, and you know enjoy the first proper, well, first Saturday away game back in the ground. So all that's left to say really is thanks as ever for listening.